Sonia Academy. Oh, I was hoping you guys can get a glimpse of this beautiful view here. I think the light might be washing it out. Ah, there we go. Coming to you live on the Caribbean coast. This is the Caribbean coast of Mexico. How wonderful. Oh, so funny. It might help if I had my microphone on. Hey, okay. Is that better, Beverly? You guys can hear me now. <laughs> I just want to give you guys, how do I do this? Ah, it's opposite. There we go. Check out this amazing, beautiful ocean behind me. Oh my gosh. Mama Cocha, salt water air, salt water seas. Oh, absolutely amazing. I'm so blessed to be in this paradise right now. And this is kind of a vacation, not really, but sort of. <laughs> so what happens is, is that I work really hard for a few days and, you know, doing a lot of, you know, the work that I do and then little nuggets of goodness like this drop into my lap. So I'm taking uh, this as the universe, Pachamama telling me job well done, <laughs> job well done been working very hard um, there's been a lot of dark forces coming up and 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 I mean that more than just you know the stuff that we're doing in our training it's like on a planetary level there's a lot of dark forces coming up you might wonder what I mean by dark forces it doesn't always mean demonic stuff though it could you know what's happening is that the polarities of this reality you know all the nesting dolls are shifting 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 and in the shifting, it's bringing to light other layers. And, you know, we've been incepted for a long time in the consciousness here. And, of course, there's a lot of crap on those other layers that are coming up. And in some ways, it feels like a lot of work. But when we come into right relationship within ourselves, within our relationships with others, you know, there's, there's a... There's a wonderful flow, like a fish through water that's possible. We can swim through these challenges like a fish through water. And it's a good analogy because nothing is solid anymore. There's a, you know, there's, because these paradigms are shifting so quickly and they're shifting in ways that people never imagined possible, you know, there are no solid, solid realities anymore. And I'm, I'm seeing this reflected to me over and over and over again, especially being here. Um, and where I'm at, this is a really potent uh, masculine energy vortex, very dominantly masculine. And, um, and it reflects in the kind of people that come here and the kind of culture and stuff like that. But the, the powers that be, the ones that have been in charge, the structures here for a long time, have experienced a major cracking, a major cracking in ways that they never foresaw or imagined possible. And I'm taking this also, this is a, like a micro example of what's happening on a global scale, you know. There was this idea of what reality is about and now it's all getting turned on its head. Reality is not what they, as solid as they thought that it was. Systems that were in place that seemed uh, unshakable are definitely shaking, you know? So I want to talk about this. I want to talk about, you know, how to navigate. Um, so kind of a continuation of what I've been doing the past few weeks, but I also want to talk about the, um, you know, that, that divine connections, the divine connections that we have with other people. It could be masculine and feminine, but it also could be sisterhoods, brotherhoods, this kind of thing. And, and I'm starting to come into a deeper appreciation of, you know, how my energy works. It's like how it used to work has been turned around and then amplified a thousand times. <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't do my, my usual introduction. <laughs> hey, guys. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm just in a completely different plane right now um, on the beach enjoying the, the, the water and the company and all this stuff. So 
Let me get back to the whole reason why we're here. Why are we here for the chats? This chats is all is meant to be a support for star seeds, way showers, new paradigm visionaries. So I can um, offer a liberated perspective to these challenges that we're facing in this time of change and chaos. And, and if there's something really weighing on your mind that, that you'd like maybe uh, me to include in this conversation, definitely put it in the chats. Let me know. Hello, Beverly. Thank you. Thank you. And hi, Tony. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's get to, let's start on that note, the deserving, what that means and who decides and, you know, and how this translates into our relationships, you know, and in and, and relationship to the truth. So over the past couple weeks, there have been, I've been getting a lot of um, calls to work with people who are working through something that seems like an invisible block. It's like things are rocking and rolling and they're, they're, you know, going for their visions. But for some reason, really anchoring it into this reality, there's some kind of block. It's like you're, they're aware there's a block, but they can't see the block, can't put their finger on the block. And there's, there's something going on with that. And what I'm realizing more and more as I track into the individual pieces of the folks coming, uh, you know, t coming to me to unravel this stuff that humanity, you know, the value systems that we've built for many people that we've built our lives on, built our relationships on are changing and they're changing for lots of reasons, a lot of it is that, you know, we're waking up to who we really are and what true authenticity is, right? There's, there's that level of change. But there's also a, it's like how we interact, how we engage, you know, that's really important. And, and the missing piece for a lot of these folks, and I'm going to say the, the microcosm here as well, is the power of truth a power of it's not just the power of knowing truth it's a, the power of speaking it okay now what i've learned about my energy is that you know i don't try to be but i'm just a lightning rod <laughs> if there's bs going anywhere around it's like just you know me opening my mouth triggers you know really highlights it and if you are in the relationship of really appreciating the truth uh-oh, wait, I'll, I'll pause there. Are we back? Let me know if we're back. Uh, it looks like I'm, oh, my, okay, there we go. The signal just went down, took a dip, and now it's back. Is it back now? Energies, wanting to hear truth and not wanting to hear truth, right? <laughs> Okay, you guys let me know. Beverly, definitely let me know. I don't have my phone around me, so um, you'll have to put it in the chats. Or maybe I can go, I can go grab my phone. Let me do that. Sorry, a little intermission to speaking truth here. Let me <laughs> get, uh, get here. All right. Okay, I have my phone. So if there's, okay, I'm here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Ooh, okay. So um, speaking of truth, <laughs> um, you know, and the truth is an interesting energy. Well, that's the one thing we have to realize. It's an energy. Truth is what galvanizes and it also is what cuts things away, you know. So when we're in our truth and we're in harmony or at peace with whatever that is, you know, it's something that is very harmonizing and it's something that a, a collective can galvanize themselves around. But if there's a false reality that everybody is agreeing that it's the truth, then it's just chaos. It's like this constant, it's this constant backlash. It's this constant shift. People don't feel at ease, you know, and it could be that people aren't at ease with truth as well, but that's just because they're so used to or have accepted this false reality for so long. It's like there's a cognitive dissonance to realize that it's actually not real. <laughs> you know, it's like 
you know, it's like our financial systems. It's like we're so convinced that it's hard and unchangeable, but it's, it's not. It's very fragile. It's very fragile. Hence the threat that different, you know, digital currencies and philosophies like that pose to the old system. So, you know, we are coming into these energies where the truth is a backbone to navigating with grace and ease. It's really a backbone to how to navigate these frequencies with grace and ease. Okay, thank you, Tony. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of interesting things. All right, for example, this is a vortex, very heavy, very strong, strong masculine energy, right? And, you know, my energy is kind of like a lightning rod. And I don't, I don't intend it to be. I can just sit in silence in a group and, and the energy is still affecting people. <laughs> you know, I don't, um, it's not something that I'm pushy about or anything like that. Um, I am definitely solid. So if someone's in my close personal space, that's definitely something that has to get um, and be, you know, brought to right relationship. But uh, in general, when I'm with a group of people, I'm, I'm, I'm very chill you know, um, and this lightning rod energy that I have just like reveals the BS or reveals what's incongruent, you know, this kind of thing. So fast forward, you bring my energy to this vortex, this, this amazing vortex of really super, um, dominated masculine consciousness. And it's like every conversation that I have, especially with a man, with a, a masculine quality, it's like, zzz, zzz, zzz. <laughs> you know, it's like, I can see, I can see things very clearly. And the person I'm speaking with is gets struck by that. Like, whoa, something's not happening the way that it usually does. You know, it's like, oh, normally I, I, I feel completely confident in this way. And for some reason, when they're around me, they might not. Unless they have an excellent relationship with the truth inside themselves, then they feel even more confident, even more um, uh, uh, intuitive, even more empowered, you know. So for a while, I was feeling like, what's going on here? Why, what's, go you know, what's, what's happening with all these men around here? And, uh, but then I started seeing these juxtapositions, the ones that come into my field that are in congruency with the truth or have a true desire to be in right relationship with feminine force it's like they all of a sudden are are uplifted and glowing and really powerful you know and they're they're you know being in their masculinity feels really good and, and you know it's like i can see it rise in them and they're no 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 pun intended with that but you know i could just see that and it's like okay okay so it does exist it does exist and this is showing me the, uh, uh, an evolution in the consciousness of the feminine and masculine qualities. And it's also showing me how, you know, um, how women very easily get lost in the dance with, with relationships. And that's why men and women can, can be, often are, very toxic in relationship to each other. And it's because the, re the relationship to the truth is not congruent. They're both living in a false reality. And that false reality, you know, we can call ego driver stuff, you know, trying to feel like they have a leg up or feeling like they have power over or feeling like they have something important or, you know, whatever the need is, right? And, you know, I've gone through such a crazy transformation that, you know, it's, it's fascinating. It's really fascinating because the people that are coming into my field, the women are really very powerful. And, and then slowly but surely is a trickling in of these men who are also very powerful. And the ones that are, you know, not so much, it's like, it's kind of, it's like, you know, when they're, when they're in my field or going out to dinner, say, so I, I do these, um, I go out to dinner with these groups and, it's like the, the, the women are heavily masculine. They, you know, it's that, that comes out. And then the men that uh, are being called to be super masculine, but maybe aren't comfortable in that, that gets called out. You know, it's like this interesting dance. And there, there's a cracking open happen if you can allow it to happen. Once it happens, it's like a liberation. 
and the level of empowerment that both men or women they feel is really quite spectacular it's extraordinary but we're you know the old paradigm is still hanging on to a lot of these people and i know it might sound weird for me to talk about it like it's a source outside of them but it kind of is because it's a collective reality it's a collective false reality it's a grid that's held in place and if you have a resonance with any of the distortions within that grid all of a sudden that's amping up the distortion inside of you and that's something really important to keep in mind when you go places you know the energy of places is very different and the the consciousness grids of these different places are going to resonate within you and that's why some people feel really at home some places and really not at home in other places you know um i have to say that the last time i was here in tulum it really felt like home but i also realized that i was like inundated surrounded by um really good quality uh masculine frequencies you know um it was kind of like it was like a default it was just there and and i come back and uh and it's not so much the case it's like it's taken time for these for these uh people to come to circle into my sphere so it's an inside game absolutely but it's important to pay close attention to what's happening on the outside this chaos is very difficult to navigate if we stay in the false reality and the more truth that we embrace even if it's scathing the scathingness is very short it's not as long as it used to be and then we all of a sudden feel free we feel liberated <laughs> okay and and this is you know this is i'm finding it very fascinating cuz i'm here in paradise and you would think this is just full of people enjoying life and which there is there's people here enjoying life but there's also a lot of people here that are trying to enjoy life but they're in an illusion they're in an illusion and that could be business wise that can be relationship wise you know there's lots of pieces to this and it's actually very challenging to come in right relationship with the masculine and feminine energies here because the current is so strong so this is where it takes me back to the frequency of truth if truth is not being spoken and it needs to be spoken that's going to create a block within our own flow and and i actually woke up to another layer of this very recently so it was in relationship to um a masculine energy that was very toxic and my choice was just be like oh yeah no not playing that game i'm done i'm out <laughs> you know see ya <laughs> i'm done um but at the same time the energy was still lingering so i'm just you know going about my world and i'm starting to feel like this block and i'm thinking what's going on with this block and the whole piece to it and i didn't realize it till very recently is that i needed to speak my truth out loud and of course the dear sister starshine kind of helped me realize that cuz i was working with her um cleaning up stuff and some stuff came to light and i realized you know i've never spoken my truth about this i never spoke my perception of what this is i just acknowledged it inside and moved on so i finally decided to do that and it was really shocking cuz i was surprised on how my body was reacting to that it was like it was a really deeply anchored thing inside of me that um was keeping me from speaking my true thoughts and feelings about something you know so i finally did and i'm telling you that block went <laughs> done you know the it completely went away and and it's something so simple but these these nesting dolls these fields are open and flowing and there's a lot more energy flowing than we realize so if any part of us is out of integrity with the frequency of truth it's we're going to notice a holding we're going to notice a block and it was really like the, the last starshine that i worked with that that um really flushed this out in a community perspective for me so we have all these communities here um this is the uh the caribbean coast but further inland there are these off-grid communities that are building but they 
they go so far and then they stop. These, these off-grid communities go so far and then they stop. And of course, you know, there's the interdimensional interference and all that stuff. This is true. But at the same time, if everybody involved in those projects had the ability, the freedom, the presence to speak their truth in the moment that they're having it with their community, without fear of repercussion, without fear of what it's going to do or, or without judgment of, oh, that's not all love and light, what I have to say. You know what I mean? If they could just really be free inside of themselves and say things out loud, these interdimensional forces that interfere with these off-grid communities, with these visionary communities, they wouldn't, it wouldn't have the power that it has. The reason why it gets, you know, the reason why a lot of this power, this falseness stays in place is because people are still in that learning curve of how to be in the truth. Now, there's phases to being in your truth, okay? And it's not, a, it's not who you think you are truth either. So that adds to the complication because a lot of people are growing up thinking thoughts and conditionings that are the opposite of their truth. Right. So first, know thyself. We have to really get clear on what is a truth inside of me versus an ego driver perception that I think is inside of me that I think is real. Right. So there's that thing. But then once you open up to that, then there's a matter of how do you relate to the outer world with this authenticity, with this truth? Especially when, and I think you guys might relate to this, is that when you're in a community or you're with people that don't want to know the truth or where there's a silent agreement not to speak the truth, right? Then, then, you know, then it gets tricky. Like, how do you navigate with this? And I think this is what people are discovering and why there's such a rearrangement of location, locale for people right now. You know, people are moving cross country. People are moving to other countries. You know, there's all of this relocation ship happening right now. And I think this, this is connected into this inner rearrangement. People are being magnetized to environments that are closer in alignment with their truth, whether they know what that truth is or not. It's like they're, they're getting magnetized to these places, to these different communities, to these different relationships. You know, they're getting magnetized to it. And it's fascinating because because of this magnetism that's going on, I'm, I'm, I feel so hopeful for humanity because this magnetism is like a force of nature. You know, the rain comes, the rain comes. The, the tide comes in, the tide comes in. It's a force of nature. It's gonna do what it does without any effort from humans, right? I mean, yeah, we can influ influence the weather, but in general, ecosystems are ecosystems. They're gonna do what they do. We don't need to put any energy into it necessarily. It's going to take place whether we like it or not. So this magnetism that takes us to these places is exactly where we need to be for us to recognize these different truths inside. Now, if we're chaotic, if we're really, if we're really chaotic inside and we don't know our truth or we really believe we are who we think we are, you know, we might get magnetized to these places, but it's turmoil, it's chaos, it's pain, it's, you know, it's a, it's a wounding journey, right? Versus when we are softening inside and saying, okay, I'm committed to feeling what is the truth. You know, we get magnetized to these places and it actually blossoms. It, it helps us settle in to our authentic nature more. And, you know, I know I'm on a healing journey right now and I feel like I'm getting magnetized to these places. And though it, it's uncomfortable at times, because I keep bringing it back to what's inside, you know, it's giving me an extra oomph to heal things, heal uh, woundings, heal traumas, stuff like this, you know. Um, those of you that know me, I've been, you guys know that, you know, I've really been nursing a, um, a broken heart, you know, really. Uh, how, do you, how do you heal a broken heart? It's not just time. Because a lot of times, you know, people will have, get their heart broken and then have a miserable period and then get hard, you know, have scar tissue and be hard inside from the, from the experience of brokenheartedness. 
And I'm, you know, I'm kind of, I'm committed to the opposite of that. It's like, I realize that a broken heart, as painful as it is and unpleasant, it's an opportunity to open your heart more. It's an opportunity to go even deeper inside of of the truth of who I am. It's like it's cracking me open. And I want to keep that cracking open, 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 so I can let this other level of my being come forward and get to know that aspect. And that's kind of the opposite of how humans have been dealing with it, but it's really what needs to happen. I know I'm kind of bouncing around here. I'm I'm tying it all together. It's all coming together, I promise. (laughs) So we get magnetized to these places. Sometimes we're kicking and screaming. Sometimes we have this subtle sense that this is exactly where I need to be. I don't understand why, but here I am, you know. And it's like the earth, the Pachamama, Mother Nature, is pulling us to our true nature for us to see, to, to feel, to know, to become more of who we are, more of the truth of who we are, not who we have been in these false constructs, not who we have been in this illusion, delusion, you know. This morning there's a lot of talk about the financial system. So COVID happened, and these are all, this is a, beautiful, beautiful beach lined with beach hotels. And COVID happened and that actually caused a really huge problem for many of these hotel owners. And um, I was asked to come sit in this meeting uh, talking about, you know, the state of things and where things are going and, you know, stuff like this. Really interesting that I was, I was there, um, you know, getting to know these folks and, and just listening to the process of what's going on. And uh, there's a businessman there who had a very, he had such clarity about what was happening. And, and he felt like a really integral masculine presence. He really did. Um, I don't know why I was surprised by that. I think I was surprised that it was so clear for just meeting somebody. I was, it was like so crystal clear. And, and what happened is that, you know, these, uh, there's a lot of turmoil that's gone through this coast. And a lot of the hotels have suffered greatly and they're not operating at anywhere near that they used to. And there's like a panic starting to happen. And what's also really interesting is that this was mostly women at this meeting. And, and the women are talking about exploring alternate financial systems to to rally the human spirit towards a new cause, which I found fascinating. Cause this is the, this is, I feel like this is the, the role of the female force is being visionaries, being the, um, you know, we, we, we are naturally tapped into these levels and we can, we flow very usually if we're, you know, in harm, harmony with our inner feminine force, we, we can flow very easily. And, and in this conversation, I'm just like, I'm, I'm just beside myself with, wow, wow, wow. It's like we have this traditional business mind, folks, and then we have these visionaries, and they absolutely are able to have, they have common ground to collaborate, to bring new things forward. And that's the magic. That's where the magic is here in Tulum, is when you can get the visionary and the grounding forces together to dream up and anchor a new system of working, one that is in alignment with nature, one that is in alignment and harmony with, that's a better way of saying it, in harmony with cosmic forces. Because true nature of Pachamama, the true nature of the cosmos is not a parasitical nature like you know how our systems have been, this inverted reality where people have to sell their souls in order to get a paycheck, right? I mean, there's... I think you guys can relate. There's a lot of folks that find themselves in that predicament. Hence, you know, a lot of the folks that, you know, were extorted into um, doing the jibbity jab when they didn't want to. It's like they felt like they had to in order to support their family or they had to in order to, you know, have a place to live or, you know, to just make it in this world. So this new system that's getting introduced is based on it. It, 
it, it values life force energy. It values creativity. It values production, but not in a soul-sucking way. It's more like it values production created out of inspiration and the collaboration in the community come together for a common vision, a common truth, a common value, and that just continues to feed itself. So there's no one person at the top or few people at the top in charge of everything. It's the grassroots at the bottom level that is in charge of everything. They are the ones who hold the values and they are the ones that inspire the growth, inspire the creations. Isn't, that, isn't this an interesting idea? I, I thought it was, and I thought it was great that these guys, um, you know, at this level are discussing this and, and looking at how to make it viable in, in the coming months. And there's an, another thing here is this particular, ho this particular hotel that I'm at, it's based on very high level of eco values, being ecologically, uh, being ec ecologically observant and uh, do things that are, um, you know, be conscious of clean, everything being clean and, uh, you know, observing mother nature and, and being, in, a, in alignment with that, not just, you know, dumping and trashing places. It's like, how do we leave this place better than it was? You know, and it's interesting, there's right now turtles are laying their eggs. So for example, one of the things here on this beach is the baby turtles get born and then they go off into the ocean. But when you have a beach full of people, they get lost in that and, you know, things disturb. So they have like these little teepees, these little stick teepees over all these turtle nests. <laughs> So for one, we know where they are, but for two, people keep people away from them. And then people come out at night to watch them hatch and celebrate their, you know, and they make sure that, you know, there's consciousness about keeping the lights off. So the turtles go in the right direction into the sea. And there are these beautiful souls that stay up to late at night to witness the birth of these turtles. And of course, uh, you know, cheer them on to make them, you know, for them to get to the ocean. I mean, it's really fascinating, the, the consciousness, the vision. And this was the, um, I'm going to say the, this was a, a man-woman couple that, that uh, founded these places, and it was the woman's vision for this place being an eco-conscious resort, being, you know, um, so the clean water, the, the, you know, all the systems here are ecologically conservative, um, I think the old language would be uh, sustainable. The, new, the language now is sustainability is, you know, 90s. Now it's like we, we need to get into regenerative, regenerative behaviors. So this dance between masculine and feminine force, it's when they can come together, it's a synergy like, it's a synergy like, you know, really freaking amazing, really beautiful. But we have to get over, you know, as a collective, we have to get over certain ideas and constructs that are just illusion delusions. They're not real, you know. True authenticity, the reason why we need authenticity coaches is because so much of humanity doesn't know who they are. They, they are tricked into investing and believing they are who they think they are versus who they really are inside, you know? And it takes a conscious community to flush out who you really are inside. This is what I'm finding. It takes a conscious community to do that because when you are around a bunch of lost people, it's very easy to feel yourself that you're lost. But if you are around people who have a high value on the truth, seeing the truth, knowing the truth, speaking the truth, sharing the truth with each other, then it's much easier. It's much, much easier to stand in your own authenticity, discover it, and then stand in it. And actually, that's that next piece. Let me check where I am on time. Oh my gosh. Okay. So um, the next, and that's the next piece actually that's important for us to realize as starseeds, you know, we're getting up-leveled. We're getting up-leveled in a lot of ways. 
but that up just because that up leveling happens you know it doesn't mean you're going to stay there you actually need to change your ways in order to maintain the up leveling okay and i don't mean it's a you know you have to constantly put a lot of energy maintain 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 no it's really changing your habits so your habits are supportive of the up leveling that you just experienced Maybe you have a bunch of downloads and you're integrating and, and, and you come to a new place. Now in that new place, your habits need to now support your frequency at that place. And what happens is that very often we have this up leveling, but there's all these old patterns in our life or in our environment. And then we go back to those old patterns and now we're struggling, right? Versus when we up level and then we change our habits to accommodate that up-leveling experience, what we experience, that new version of us, then it's, you know, it's graceful for a little while until the next time to up-level comes, you know. And I think this is what trips a lot of starseeds up right now, is that, you know, the, the up-levels, the downloads, the integrations coming like this, like this, like this, like this, and we have not yet acquired the habits that support the lifestyle we need to maintain ourselves at that level you know the you know it stresses our our biosuit out you know we have to there's a detoxing that very often needs to accompany the up leveling you know there's lots of processes that our biosuit needs support with in order to really embody whatever that um up level has um brought forward you know let me know if this is making sense darling all right. Oh, here's a couple comments here. So, hello, dear Tony. Tony says, yeah, that would be amazing to witness. Oh, you're talking about the turtles. Yeah, it is. It's so cool. And yes, yes, I'm in Tulum. I'm in Tulum. Yes, this is a very interesting place. I'll be, I'll be heading out of Tulum for a little bit of time, and then I'll be back here. I, I you know, this is my residence now, so uh, I'll be bouncing in and out as I usually do. Um, anyway, so we need to be careful about these up levelings in the sense that we, you know, respect them, give them more respect than they need. Cause it's not like, Oh, I've been struck by lightning. Now I'm this new human. It's like, yeah, you've been struck with lightning and now you're this new human. Now, how does your lifestyle change to be in support of this new humanness? And it's, it's about that ripple effect. Okay. So say you live in a very, say you have, you're in a toxic household, right? So you up-leveled, but you're still in this toxic household. That up-leveling is not going to integrate very, you know, gracefully because of the surroundings that you're in. It's like your surroundings need to be in support with that up-leveling that's happening. So up-leveling very quickly does not necessarily mean it's going to be a graceful ride. And what I'm watching is that that means it's going to be rocky. It's going to be a rocky road because quite, you know, people have shared stories where they just wake up one day and they realize they have to come change everything about their life. They need to say goodbye to their family. They need to say goodbye to their relationship. They need to say goodbye to, you know, their job, their, their home, where they live. These like, they realize they cannot maintain they can't sustain the environment that they're in within the with the way that they're up leveling in their frequency and it's so important to anchor these frequencies in our bodies because that is what changes this reality that is when it becomes part of your authentic truth it's not in your authentic truth until it's integrated once it's integrated it's there it's locked in okay but until then it's wibbly wobbly right? It's, a, it's, a, it's trying to hold a puff of smoke. It's not often there. Here, let me get a drink of water real quick. You know, I realized, you know, I was going through a lot of upgrades and because certain things I weren't, I wasn't really seeing any changed well, I knew they needed change, but I didn't know how to change them. Let's put it that way. I wasn't really able to do that. So my response to that was hermiting. 
I would hermit. And I'm a very good hermit. <laughs> very, very good hermit. And what I mean by hermiting is like you, I, you only really experience people when you absolutely need to. And that could be, you know, getting your supplies in town. That could be, you know, um, only when I really need to interact with humanity, I would. And that's something that, that started many years back. Um, and I got very good at it. But there was a point in time where that wasn't good for me. I was hermiting too well. And it was the way I, it was the coping mechanism, the survival mechanism that I cultivated so I can maintain the, uh, the upgrades that were going on, you know, because there were a lot, really strong. It was like I was waking up, like I felt like I was waking up a different person, you know, every other day, you know. And, uh, and it really came to light when I was in Tennessee. I don't know if you guys remember, for those of you who have been listening for a while, I was in Tennessee um, last spring, last summer. No, 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 it was last summer, fall. And very easy place to hermit because it was in the middle of nowhere. There was hardly any human beings. I came, I talked to the same three people every day, you know. <laughs> One of them became a, a good friend of mine who I, you know, to this day, I, I really enjoy uh, connecting with. And, um, and all, the main people that I came in contact with, those three people, and then I would go to the Amish market and I would talk to the, cat, the Amish guy, the cashier, and maybe his grandfather and uh, got my fruits and vegetables and, and I'd go home. And it was very easy to hermit that way. But then there came a time where they had to change. And and I'm sharing this with you guys so you guys can, can understand where you are in your own process of the upgrading. Because we, can, we can't hermit forever because that, that undermines the whole reason that we're experiencing these upgrades. That undermines the whole reason why our soul is even here in a body. You know, to be that solitary um, you know, yogi in a cave or on the mountain that's, that's not the kind of support we need anymore. Yes, we still need those beings, and they're still there. Many of them are still there. But it's primarily the people who are living in the community with other people. You know what I mean? This is, this is why we're here. We're here to magnetize and come into communities that are in right relationship with our authentic truth. Okay, and we can't do that being a hermit. We really need to make that effort to connect and and cultivate those true authentic connections. And that could uh what do you call it? It could be romantic relationships. I mean there's a lot there's a whole spectrum here, but the theme here needs to be in a, in harmony with our authentic our our authentic truth. And the more we do that, the more powerful we become as a collective. And I think this is why those intentional communities are targeted the way they are, because once you get a collective of people who are on, you know, the same value system on a really strong, uh, you know, authentic resonance, it's, you know, a hundred people have the power of 10,000 people. Um, the creative power of 10,000 people, of the ripple effect interdimensionally of 10,000 people. And the key factor there is the value system and, tr and standing in their truth of who they really are in community. It's so powerful. So, so powerful. And, and I feel like, you know, that's, this is why we're here. As starseeds, we're encoded the way we are because... You know, so we can grow this new light body, grow into this new frequency, and then find others that are frequency matched to us. You know, and once we find that match, then, you know, we just keep building from there. But it's important not to withdraw and be a hermit. You know, I mean, be a hermit when you need to, because sometimes we need to. But that's not a constant state. That's just, you know, that's a moon cycle. That's a, it's a temporary it's just for us to maybe get the solitude, the quiet, the peace that we need. And then we come back out and engage with our outer community. Those that are authentically aligned with our truth, our value system. 
Oh, Samantha, hello, darling. It's been quite a long time. Um, <laughs> sorry, this this uh, comment came in. Um, if you're the Samantha I'm thinking of, it's been quite a long time. Good to see you, darling. All right, uh, Samantha says, um, uh, makes so much sense, very helpful. Wish the, the up levels magically remove the resistance to lifestyle changes and habits. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, this is where, again, being in community is very, very helpful. So um, I had a travel companion that, all right, so I left Tennessee and went to Alabama for a while and not really a frequency match. I was quite literal. This is the joke. This is the running joke. All right. So I go from Tennessee to Alabama and the place I was staying, I was quite literally staying on the coast, on the shore of the River Styx. <laughs> Um, for those of you guys who aren't familiar with the River Styx, the River Styx is the river that takes deceased souls into the underworld. <laughs> and I was like, and it was spelled S-T-Y-X, the River Styx. Oh my gosh, I was laughing about that. It's like, yeah, I'm at the, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to, you know, I'm waiting to see the ferryman go by taking souls to the underworld. Anyway. So, you know, that was an old, heavy energy, and it wasn't really a frequency match. Um, and, of course, I did absolutely hermit there. But I had a friend. This is about the connection with friendships and support of that. So I had a friend say, hey, um, I'm going to Texas, something, something. You know, why don't you come out, you know? And so we talked, and we, we uh, met up in Livingston. And then we decided to travel together because, you know, we we weren't in the right place yet. We weren't in a frequency match yet. And lo and behold, we had a very interesting frequency match in that at the time, I was in a much more stricter healing diet at the time. And uh, no, it was part of healing diets is that you cut out refined, refined foods. So no, it's, uh, it's mainly uh, fresh fruits and vegetables. Um, in my case, no fruits either. It was just fresh vegetables. And that means no grains, no, um, no sugar, you know, not even honey, no red peppers, no carrots. I mean, it was like very, 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 very uh, strict. Um, and I maintained that for quite some time. But the, this travel companion had a similar, had a similar um, value in their diet. So it was so amazing to travel with them because we stayed away from all the same things. And we had a value system of fresh, fresh fruits and vegetables, like fresh foods and, you know, really clean eating. And, and it made it so much easier to travel with this, you know, maintaining this, this, um, this healing diet. And it was such a relief to like walk through a grocery store and we would avoid the same aisles, <laughs> you know, like the bread aisle, the sugar aisle, the cereal, all that stuff. And you, you know what I mean? It just, it just made it so nice to have a companion in that, in that dynamic. And this is, this is what I mean. It's like there was value systems that overlapped and it made it so easy to maintain those values. So this is what we do for each other in community. Imagine if you had a community that had the same values about truth, about eat, living well, about, you know, being in relationship to the earth, about, um, you know, the importance of harmony in your environment, uh, whether it be EMF harmony or, or something else, you know, imagine what it would be like to be surrounded by a group of people that were completely on the same page as you. Okay. No, I'm not saying be a Nazi, but I'm just saying when we are in a when we're in a group of people, there's a harmonic that gets hit and it's very easy to live the lifestyles that, feed our soul, that feed our wellness, that support our leveling up, that supports those upgrades. In a lot of ways, we, because we're in company with each other in the way that we are, we start to upgrade each other. Like maybe this person over here upgraded their, um, let's say they're upgraded their Arcturian DNA really well because something about their, their system allowed for that. And maybe, you know, you over here, you're getting super activated on a, on a, a galactic level and you've integrated that. But maybe you're, you are challenged with this one over here. So now you guys are in a harmonic environment. And what, this, and what one person, one starseed integrated really well is subconsciously informing your body, your system through sympathetic resonance and through entrainment. 
now your system gets informed on how to hold a frequency to integrate those upgrades. So it's a synergistic system when people are in their truth, when we're in community together. And this is the, you know, this is our true nature as humans. We're meant to be connected. We're meant to be or feel and be aware of our connection with everything. So when we're, so I'm looking at this ocean here. This ocean is a part of me. These trees, these coconuts, they're all a part of me. And when we, when those veils are lifted and we can see the true connection and how it's all one, not just as an individual, but as a collective, it's like now we are working with the magical forces of the elemental realm and they are all coming together and we are all super sensitive to each other and the slightest little movement this way or the slightest thought or dream going that way, the entire system shifts with that, with that thought, shifts with that feeling, shifts with that vision. That's, that's the true magic. And this is in this way how the indigenous talk about humans are meant to be the caretakers of this reality. It's with all of our being that we're the caretakers. We're not just, you know, um, chopping wood and carrying water. It's beyond that. It's being one with each other, being one with the elements and, and creating. And I'm not talking about manifesting. Manifesting is something, you know, bringing something from the outside. We are creating. It's coming from inside of us. And it's influencing the elemental realms and everything around us through via ripple effect. And then, so it comes out, you know, it, it rises within, it comes out, and then it comes back to us like this. And this is how humanity are truly the caretakers of this reality. This is where we are truly dreaming this reality into being. It's coming from deep inside of our spirits, coming from deep inside of us. It's not an ego driver concept that says, oh, it would feel really good if I made this much money and had this kind of status and, you know, lived in this kind of house. That's ego driver stuff. Spirit is interested in the whole. Your spirit is incarnating here in a body, not just for the individuation experience, but to have an impact within the whole. This is why we're here. This is where we find our purpose. And I don't mean like a heavy purpose. I'm talking about purpose and the joy of our creativity. We are a part of a whole. And this is what humanity is coming back to. This is why we're getting magnetized to all these different places. So we can heal and strip away that false reality, those masks, strip away those masks. And we can be our true authentic nature, which is, you know, that sacred child of earth and star. You see? Imagine if you woke up every day feeling like a sacred child of this reality where everything in this reality is excited to see what you're going to bring forward from within you next. Okay. Imagine if, how, what it's like to live in a world like that. Our reality is like that. We just can't see it because of these overlays. And it's our job to decode these overlays and bring the truth forward, the real truth, the truth within ourselves, the truth within each other, the truth of what a real community can do for this reality. <sighs> All right. Going back to think, is there, is there any pieces that I left hanging? Any threads that I started opening that I didn't weave back in? Ah, yes, it has been well. Oh, this is the same, Samantha. Okay, good. <laughs> Lots of love to you, darling. I'm so glad to hear that you're, that you're well. It's, it has been a long time. All right. You, you guys are feeling what I'm saying here. There's so much joy in being around humans when we're in respectful relationship of each other. Actually, this brings me to um, an event, and I'm not sure if I talked about this last time. Actually, I'm not sure if I talked about this. If, I, if I'm repeating myself, I apologize. I, I, I'm not really recalling what, I, what I've said over the past couple of weeks. So 
there is a place, a sacred place, that um, our dear brother or sister Sasquatch call people to come to. And it happens twice a year. And this pastime was in the spring. And it's a community of people coming together to commune with these elemental beings called Sasquatch. Now, there are many elemental beings. There are, there's the Fey realm, there's the Deva, there's all these layers to what the elemental realm is about. But the Sasquatch are particularly unique because they can phase in and out of this reality. They can hold a physical form if they choose or be phased into more of the, a strong, more strongly in the elemental realm reality. And there are also, the elemental realm is ascending and so are the Sasquatch. So there are certain density levels that they aren't able to reach anymore. And this is why they, uh, they communicate a lot with um, sand painting, or I shouldn't say that, with glyphs. Like they arrange sticks and stones and shells and they make these certain arrangements in nature to reach humans that are in a spectrum of the human reality that the Sasquatch aren't really able to like full on engage with. They can, they a little bit engage because they're going through this ratcheting, um, they're leveling up process like we are as humans. They are experiencing this too. And so we're at this gathering and there's a lot of fey activity um, a lot of Sasquatch activity, but it wasn't really strong, overt Sasquatch activity. It was subtle. And, you know, this was a particular, this was a very special group of people. These people have been training, um, you know, growing their psychic intuitive abilities over a period of time. So we're all very sensitive. And the Sasquatch showed me that they had a particular agenda this time around. And that was to bring us together as a collective, not just an individual, but as a collective to be at a certain frequency, to, to lift our, our embodiment, our spirit, our ego driver, all the different layers of who we are and lift us into a particular spectrum of frequency. And we got there on the fourth day. And it's so deceptively simple. But at the same time, I can see why it's so difficult to get humans to live and exist at this frequency. And that day started for me. That day started, um, I was, the, you know, we're getting, we all know each other, but then we're getting to know each other more. A lot of us have connections online and maybe haven't met in person, you know. So there's those kinds of things. But I remember I was sitting in the camp chair and I was in awe. There was a dear Starshine that I was, you know, who was new to me and I was getting to know her. And I'm just in awe because, like, she's just, like, blowing me away with one amazing capability after another. And, my, and another Starshine was sitting next to me. Um, actually, my travel companion that, I, that was traveling with me. And I just look at her and I'm like, girl, you're, you're, you're amazing. I mean... I was, my heart was so open and I was in awe of this woman. I'm just like, you are freaking amazing. <laughs> you know? And my, and my friend next to me was like, he's like, I second that, <laughs> you know, we were in such awe. But then it wasn't just about that one person. We were coming into a place of really being in awe of each other for, for very different reasons and at different times. You know, where we just pause and sit for a moment and be like, oh, my gosh, you're an amazing human being. You're, wow, you're really, wow, right? And then, so this, this happens. We're, we're at this place where we're in awe of each other for very different reasons, so appreciative of being there and in the company that we're in, really feeling like a tribe. And then we start exploring uh, a gentleman brought this, um, I can't remember the name of the device, but it translates frequencies from plants into music. And then you can engage the frequencies of these plants and the music would change as we would engage with them. I can't remember the name of this device. It was invented 
I think it was invented at Dom and Her in Italy, that alternative community in the mountains. Anyway, so we start exploring, like, what does it sound like when we talk to this, this plant? What does it sound like when we talk to this plant? And, and then we go into the cedar tree and then we go, then, then we started hooking it up to each other. <laughs> and we were in this place of total glee, ex exploration, completely in a setting of love and acceptance for each other. And that's where the Sasquatch were like, this is it. This is where we want you to be as a collective. This is the frequency right here. This is where the magic happens. So it seems simple, but it's not so simple because we are so deeply connected with everything around us and each other. We don't want to admit that, you know, a lot of people put shields and you know, all kinds of barriers up because of the toxicities and this and that, you know, we don't feel safe doing that. But in this environment, we felt completely safe doing that. Even though we knew there was bears in the area, all that stuff, it didn't matter. We felt completely safe, completely held, and was able to connect with each other in such a beautiful, deep way. And it was easy. Nothing was forced. It was all play. Okay. It was all play. Ah, yes, plant wave. That's what it's called. Thank you, Jackie. Jackie was there. She's one of the people. <laughs> and, you know, and, but this is what coming into community with, with the same values. And in truth, this is what it does. It, it creates that space so we can just relax into our true nature and connect like that with each other. Hold that kind of space. And in that, engage with the elemental realm with such grace, beauty, ease. I had a massive shift of consciousness while I was there. I was standing on a patch of moss and it has moss like this thick in this forest. And I'm looking, I just started, you know how you look without looking? I was looking without looking and I started looking into the fey realm deeper, deeper, deeper. And when I realized the baseline for all life all life, all these life forms, the baseline was this current of love. It was like a liquid river of love light that is the baseline for everything, everything, everything that we see here, everything in this 3D world, everything that we see in nature, the trees, the rocks, the sand, the waters, the moss, the mushrooms, everything. And this is, this was a really significant transmission for me. And then, of course, we're in this cocoon, this beautiful bubble, and then we leave and we go into normal human realm. And it was a stark contrast. When we were in the forest with these, in this frequency, in this bandwidth of our true nature, in communion with the elemental realm and with magic and beauty and all this stuff, there was a, there was a certain pace, there was a certain rhythm that we were at. And it was very calming. Our whole system, you know, it was like relaxing. And then as we make our drive deeper, deeper back into the human realm, it's like all of a sudden this, this starts, you know, starts coming. And it's like we realized, oh my gosh, humanity as a whole is so stressed out. They're so stressed out. And they're, they're living at a rhythm that's not natural to, the, to their bodies. It's not natural to them. It was so clear. The juxtaposition was amazing. So, so I hope this message is coming through. It's like, you know, it's actually very natural for us to be at these rhythms. It's very natural to be in our authentic truth. It's just we need to have that environment. We need to have the community that supports that. And then we'll be able to step into it more. And whether you're spiritual or not, doesn't matter. All of humanity is getting magnetized in this direction. And like I made that observation at that meeting that I was in, that businessman, very business guy, but he had right relationship inside of him. He could see the truth when it was sitting right in front of him. He, not, not a spiritual guy. Well, he didn't seem spiritual. You know, like that was part of his language or, or anything like that. He was a very, you know, numbers and bottom line kind of guy. 
but yet he was able to recognize the truth. So spiritual practice, new age, starseed, doesn't matter. I mean, starseeds do matter in the sense that we are on the cutting edge of and, and digesting these encodements and integrating them. That matters. But as far as the whole of humanity coming into this next level, we're all getting pulled, magnet, we're all getting magnetized to where it is we need to be. Whether we realize it or not, doesn't matter. All that matters is that we can recognize, we can pull enough of those blinders away, we can recognize the truth when it's staring us in the face. Recognize the truth when it's, you know, alive inside of us. <laughs> That's what matters. Alrighty. Yep. Oh boy. Oh, sorry. Went over, guys. Sorry. This time went by so quickly. I hope this talk was helpful. Um, lots of love to you guys. Um, I do want to encourage you to please, you know, if you like the messages in these videos, do like and subscribe to the channel. It really helps with the algorithms. We don't we don't do any marketing or paid, you know, paid uh, anything around that. So you know, everything here is very organic. So if you want to support this channel, you want to support the work that we're doing as a collective please, um, you know, hit that like button and subscribe to this channel and you'll get notified anytime we, we post things. Um, yeah, and that's it. Lots of love to you guys. Mwah. Until next time, make it a great week. Bye, guys.